Here at Seeds, you know we love bragging about our guests. And today, I can't be more excited to brag about the founder of Shape and Foster, Callum, who joined us in our first episode for 2021. If you haven't checked out shapeandfoster.com yet, it is a lifestyle development app that provides monthly actionable insights from six experts across mental health, nutrition, fitness, life coaching, yoga, and financial planning. Shape and Foster is a one-stop shop for self-improvement, and it provides a proactive, informed, and community-based approach to improving your mental well-being, enhancing that quality of life by enabling the right practices and habits in a communal learning experience. Visit www.shapeandfoster.com for your free 14-day trial, and Callum, we're rooting for you here at Seeds. This is Leslie. And this is Liam. And we're trading money stress for real happiness. You are listening to Seeds, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode, we'll hear Liam and myself casually break down a wealth topic, and occasionally, we'll invite a friend to do so with us. All right, Leslie. I'm glad we're catching up, but we kind of got to jump right in on this one, because I think we have a pretty loaded topic that I think is very relevant Um, for for folks as we're now in the beginning of 2021 but um, but I I wanted to ask you and I I know you know we we have submissions on people that are just getting a chunk of change whether it's we've we've had a few kind of in a similar realm so I wanted to add a topic around this but people that maybe just got a little money for Christmas that's what they asked for money for Hanukkah that's what they asked for money for Kwanzaa that's what they asked for any of the holidays right mm-hmm. and then the new year comes around right and people aren't really spending that on going out as much on new year's like they typically would so people have this sum of money we've had a few different submissions on this and they're just a little bit curious about hey I have some money and I think I want to invest it I have this chunk of money right so the, the write-in submission that we have is, I have a chunk of money that I want to invest. Are there any very tactical investing strategies I should know about? Um, love the thought process here from this particular listener. But again, there were about three listeners who had very similar write-in topics, but this was the one that I think was just worded most concisely. Um, so I'm happy we're jumping in here. Leslie, I want to let you start, but it, you know, you have a chunk of money. What tactical investment strategies are you thinking of? Totally. Yep. And I want to shout out this person um, for whatever end of year bonus or holiday gift, or maybe just some money that you've been saving. You've reached your emergency fund goals and you have a chunk of money to invest. Um, now, as you know, Liam and I are financial coaches, so we'll, we'll never talk about what stocks to pick or, or tell you necessarily what to do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or, or tell you what to do um, specifically with where you invest. But how you invest is something that we often coach on, particularly on the emotional aspects of how do you do things like buying low and selling high. I mean, that must be the number one piece of advice that I got when I was asking about investing. And I have to be honest, Liam, it was really annoying because I didn't know, how do I know when's a low point? And how do I know what's a high point? And how do you know that Bitcoin was just about to reach 40,000 per coin when back in 2018, it was like, 
completely crashing right after me and all my friends bought Bitcoin. So long story <laughs> short, thank you for everyone who submitted a question around this. And I'm going to go ahead and cut to the chase, Liam. Dollar cost averaging. I'll say that again. Dollar cost averaging. This is one of the most popular tactical investment strategies that you should absolutely know about. And I know Liam, you and I have talked about this quite a bit, but dollar cost averaging basically almost eliminates the need to be able to time the market, to be able to say, okay, you know, I just saw Tesla in the news. I know this is an all-time high, so I should sell. Or actually, I think they might go even higher, so I'll wait three months. That waiting game, the emotional and the mental kind of back and forth that you might go through for many investors, including myself as an investor, I don't want to handle that. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to have to make that decision of when to buy, when to sell. And so instead, my investing strategy is typically a buy and hold strategy and dollar cost averaging allows me to do just that. So Liam, I don't know if you have other tactics, but in case you also agree with me on dollar cost averaging, do you want to say, tell a little bit more about how it works? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's let's take a step back and talk about dollar cost averaging, right? And what it means. So to Leslie's point, you're not really guessing the market because that's tough to do. And those that even get it right, they've gotten it wrong before also. So that was, you know, in, in, in some cases, for lack of a better term, a lucky guess. But yes, sometimes there's insights behind it, but you're not always going to guess right. Um, so what dollar cost averaging allows you to do is it eliminates that kind of volatility. And it's just, okay, maybe every Monday I'll put in X amount of money. And, you know, I've, I've looked at I've looked at, okay, I'm going to bring in $500 this month. So maybe every Monday I'll put in $100, right? Um, that's dollar cost averaging where in sometimes, you know, it's, it's you're putting $100 in on a Monday. Sometimes it'll be a high Monday. Sometimes it'll be a low Monday, but you're doing it consistently enough where assuming the market continues at a, an, a trajectory where you're getting an ROI year over year where historically it has, right? on average, um, then you're, you're going to be getting returns using that method is, is the theory, right? Um, I, I also want to introduce uh, lump sum investing, Leslie. So that's another strategy that some people use. Say you did get that cash for your holiday gift, um, or you have some extra cash laying around that you uh, maybe over budgeted spend elsewhere, you know, before the end of the year, or maybe you just got a nice paycheck from work, a nice bonus, a nice commission check, whatever it is. Um, lump sum investing would be cool. I just got a check for $1,000. Time to put all 1,000 in the market tomorrow um, or the next day, right? That would be more the lump sum approach. Um, so I think we've kind of clarified, those are the two approaches. Um, lump sum would be a little bit more, I guess, for for lack of a better term, early and often, right? Right when you get the money, you're, you're throwing it in. Um, and then dollar cost averaging would be, okay, I'm gonna be okay with sitting on all this cash for a little bit longer, but I I'm gonna take a little bit more of a conservative safe approach and make sure that I'm not hitting the highs of the highs or the lows of the lows. Absolutely. Um, Leslie, that you wanna add to kind of like provide clarity or any, any insights that you wanna lead with on your end? Yeah, I feel like you perfectly summarize the lump sum approach, which is you got the huge chunk of money, you want to make an investment or put that money into the market. And so you download Robinhood, you buy your, you know, Apple stocks or whatever, and you call it a day. 
And the issue that you could potentially run into, especially if you are a lower risk investor or just a new investor, is you don't know whether you're actually buying that stock on a good day. Meaning you don't know if you're overpaying for that stock or um, ideally underpaying for that stock, but you just have no idea where the rest, where that price of that investment is going. And so let's say we have $500, we invest it in company XYZ. And the next day after you've put that $500 into company XYZ, all of a sudden, the value of the stock decreases by 10%. So now all of a sudden, the value of the money that you put in also decreases by 10%. So you're looking at having $500 one day and $450 the next day. That can be a really emotionally and mentally difficult experience to go through, especially if you are a lower risk, less experienced investor. So even for myself, even though I have been investing for a couple of years, I am certainly lower risk. And I also don't like to think about it. I just really, I'm like lazy. I'm a lazy. You automated, right? I don't want to think about it. And so dollar cost averaging, as Leah mentioned, also known as kind of the constant dollar plan, Dollar cost averaging is effectively just doing recurring payments. That's effectively what it is. If I decided mm -hmm. to take a dollar cost averaging approach to my lump sum of $500, maybe instead of investing all in one day, the entire 500, instead I'll invest uh, $50 this week and $50 next week and $50 a week after that. And $50 a week after that. And ideally, over time, you will have been able to mitigate the fact that when you buy a certain asset, you might be buying it at an all-time high um, to be able to make sure that you're really getting the most out of that investment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, Leslie, really good points. Um, and I, I want to share, I'm, I'm historically a, a dollar cost average investor. Um, however, I had something that opened my eyes a little bit recently. Um, I saw it actually via Instagram, one of the accounts that I follow, and we're by no way affiliated, but it's called Personal Finance Club. Um, and it's an individual who's very interested in and in, in posts about a lot of the topics that we speak about, right? A lot of these similar topics that we're all wondering just for our personal finance perspectives. Um, and that post was that lump sum investing over the past 20 years on a, on a 12 month basis, right? So the individual that runs this account looked at the past 20 years and looked at 12 month increments each year. And 71% of the time of those 20 years that he looked at, lump sum investing outperformed dollar cost average investing, hmm. which opened my eyes tremendously. It's only a 20 year sample size. And you think of historically, that's not right. You're, you're not getting as many result or uh, as much data as, as you'd probably like in a study like that. Um, and the difference was very minute. It was, I believe, a 4% increase over the 20 years. So that's what 0.25% per year. Um, but anyway, so, so not much of a difference. But there was a difference and I was shocked to see that because I honestly thought that dollar cost averaging would significantly outperform lump sum investing, but it has opened my eyes to new perspectives a little bit. Um, so while I do still have automated payments, so technically I'm still dollar cost averaging, right? Every, every time I get a paycheck from my, my employer, 
um, X amount I put into an account, into an index fund uh, for savings purposes. But this opened my eyes a little bit, right? Okay, great. I'm in a sales role personally. So when I get a commission check now, do I wait or do I feel a little bit more confident putting lump sum in yet? I haven't decided yet, so I can follow up on that. But this did open my eyes. The, the post was from the end of December. And again, it was from Personal Finance Club. Um, so give it a look if you don't follow them already. I, I think it's some pretty good content. I agree with some, I disagree with some, but worth checking out. Um, yeah. Unless you want to want to pop it back over to you and kind of your strategy. Yeah, no, it's it's a really good additional data point to add in in terms of the performance. Um, and I think to your point, Liam, and what a great note to end on for this episode is that there is no right or wrong way to invest. At the end of the day, invest. yes, get <laughs> money. Yeah, it. get money yes. making money for you. <laughs> exactly, uh, yeah. exactly. But I I am happy that we've talked about a tactical investing strategy that you might not be familiar with. And that can really help, especially if you are, again, lower risk or a newer investor or lazy investor like myself. Um, Liam, I'm going to play devil's advocate because you know I love this stuff. I'd be curious to see if that personal finance club, um, if their study had any correlation between the times at which a lump sum investment was made and the corresponding growth in the market when those lump sum investments were made. I mm -hmm. wonder if like, you know, okay, we're kind of some say sliding into a recession. Um, many people won't get bonuses this year. Is there a concern that when most people get bonuses, actually the market is doing much better. And so you're more likely to experience returns. I truly do not know that it's truly speculative, but I have to put it out there and say it. I'm curious about the uh, the data plan behind his conclusion. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I, I was not taking a stance of agreeing or disagreeing. I was just expressing my surprise at that mm -hmm. post. Um, yeah. And and it's and honestly, I, I have not given lump sum investing a chance. So it opened my up my eyes to do a little bit more research. Um, but. I mean, that, that's kind of where, where I stand with it. I just, I was really eye-opened by that. And historically I've done dollar cost averaging. It's been great to Leslie's point. I have not stressed about it. I know what amounts going in each, uh, each week. And I, I don't need to look at the market every minute of the day to think when it's a good time. I just know that I will not hit the highest of the highs, the lowest of the lows. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think to your point, Liam, really the biggest ingredient is time, um, whether it's time being able to continually invest over and over and over again or investing early so that the compounding can then help you. Um, let us know what you think about this topic, a really deep dive into an investing strategy, because truly this podcast is great because of you. It is really true that we want to hear from you. So please DM us on Instagram or Twitter at Commonwealth Coach. And if you haven't followed us yet, you can find our handle in the podcast description. Yes, our whole community, we're all collectively pursuing happiness. That's the goal, right? So um, let us help you achieve your goals and celebrate you when you do. And you do the same for us, please. And uh, we're excited to hear from you. <laughs> yes, and by popular demand, feel free to sign up for our newsletter to get every episode in your inbox. And lastly, Liam, I'm so glad we're connecting. I, I'm hating this quarantine. I wish we could be recording in person, but it's always a pleasure to have you. 
Leslie, right back at you. But always good to see your face, even through the video, in your new home there. Looking, it's coming together. Nothing on the walls, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing on the walls yet. Uh, same, that's why I've got this. In my, I'm in the mountains of Banff right now. I love it, I love it. Well, CWC and Seeds listeners, have a great end to your week. Go win the rest of your Wednesday, and we're signing off for now. Signing off. Thank you.